This is Express FM. Supported by Portsmouth College. We are passionately Pompey. That's the final action of this match. Portsmouth are going to Wembley. Can it be forced in? It can! Portsmouth have scored! And what a huge goal that could be! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. With the talent and the players that we've got and the ambition, I think there's no reason why we can't put our minds to promotion. Action and reaction. We've been in League One for too long and there's no guarantee, but you know there's a real sense of urgency and ambition to gain promotion. Giving Pompey fans a voice. No more looking back now for football. We're going to try to create something that's really exciting. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate, is Portsmouth. Just one win in nine league games for Pompey. And there's the whistle, it's full time and it finishes nil-nil here at Fratton Park. Last Friday's nil-nil draw with Derby County at Fratton Park alongside results elsewhere across the weekend pushed Pompey out of the playoff places in League One and down into seventh. That game was followed by a midweek trip to Ipswich Town, where the Blues secured their place in the last 16 of the Papa John's Trophy. Chance for Swanson, Swanson to end the game! Pompey are going to round three! Zach Swanson strokes it past the goalkeeper! Zach Swanson wrapping things up at Portman Road after Dane Scarlett's first half opener. On tonight's show, we'll discuss both of those games and preview not only Pompey's upcoming FA Cup second round time with Milton Keynes, but also this evening's World Cup game between England and the USA. We will also hear what Danny Cowley had to say after the stalemate with Derby. We didn't ask enough questions of the goalkeeper and I think it's fair to criticise us for that, but certainly not in terms of the work ethic, the attitude and the desire of the group because I thought that that was excellent. As well as Zach Swanson who spoke following the midweek win at Ipswich. It's a big victory for us. We wanted to progress in this competition. We want to get to Wembley, so Portman Road's a tough place to come. We've come here and done well. New sporting director Richard Hughes will also feature before 7 o'clock. He's been speaking about what he's been doing during his first few weeks on the South Coast. Spending time with people to get their ideas on what they'd like to improve, how they'd like to improve themselves has been really worthwhile and now it's probably at a stage where we need to put that all into action and, and really drive and develop that forward. That's all to come on another jam-packed edition of the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and welcome to yet another instalment of the Football Hour here on Express FM, driven to you as ever by Stagecoach across the South. Well, we've got a very busy show here on the way for you between now and seven o'clock. Both Dean Adams and Jay Sadler join me to talk all things Pompey and England as they take on the USA in the World Cup later this evening. But we kick things off as we so often do and we're going to go back to last Friday night when Pompey played host to Derby County at Fratton Park. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shoot and scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is... You wouldn't believe it! Pompey Live. A big night at Fratton Park tonight. Under the lights, Friday night football. Fifth against sixth. It's Pompey to get us underway. And it comes back to Swanton, who already plays a poor ball. And Derby win it back, but it's one back again from Swanson who goes out towards Raggett, who plays it back to Griffiths in the Pompey goal, who goes long past the halfway line and up towards this right-hand side, Mingi. Mingi back to Pack, Pack diagonal pass, one touch there, good play from Bishop. Bishop goes out wide to the right-hand side, 
in from Dale. Dangerous ball into the six-yard box. Ogilvy hit it across. Couldn't quite get the shot away. And it's volleyed well over the crossbar in the end from Caroma, but good pressure from Pompe. Bishop left-hand caught the penalty here. Plays it out towards Dale for Falsman. Can Pompey do something here? It's back towards Pack. Pack out left towards Ogilvy. Ogilvy with a cross. It's a deep cross. Nearly found Scarlett. Headed clear. Comes back to Mingi. Mingi chipped to the edge of the penalty area. Yes, he is. It's right inside the D, right on the edge of the box. And Pompey have got a free kick right on the edge of the penalty area here. Comes out for Paulsmith, out wide to Dale. Dale is going to take on Sibley. Dale still has it. Dale has it right in the box. Chipped in towards the far post. Ogilvy hits it. Off the top of the net and out of play for a goal kick. Raggett goes back to Griffiths, who goes off the knee of Mingi. And then Pack is back in the defensive midfield position and picks up the pieces and plays it square as... Robertson switches play, left to right, beautiful ball, Dale brings it down, crosses in with the right foot, saved, couldn't quite find Bishop, who was there in a decent position, but it couldn't quite find him properly. Back to Pack, Pack square on the right-hand side, Swanson with a deep ball into the penalty area, headed away from Derby, not once but twice, three times, and they volley it clear towards the halfway line, better from Pompey. Derby at the corner kick, they play it short towards McGoldrick, left of the penalty area, comes back out to the left-hand corner of the box. Oh, it's an intelligent pass, and it's saved from Griffiths, and the rebound off the line, and it bubbles. It was, what an opportunity, and brilliant defending from Pompey, and what an intelligent ball towards Sibley in the first place from McGold. Comes back out to the left wing for Derby, it might be a last chance, in with the right foot, the header, and just couldn't quite get it towards goal. It was headed on originally from Cashin, and there's the whistle, it's full-time. A last chance for Derby County, they couldn't take advantage, and it finishes nil-nil here at Fratton Park. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Those were the highlights from Pompey's nil-nil draw with Derby County a week ago today at Fratton Park in League One. Okay, on tonight's show, we have two very esteemed guests to talk all things Pompey and England between now and seven o'clock. First and foremost, welcome back to sports broadcast journalist Dean Adams. Evening, Jake. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you, Dean. Um, Some positivity to talk about tonight. Um, Plenty of it as well. Pompey and England will come on to talk about the latter and tonight's World Cup group stage game against the USA later in the show, Dean. But first of all, Pompey, nil-nil at home to Derby County last Friday. You sense that was the kind of match on paper. If you looked about at the start of the season, you take a point from, you move on, considering uh, at least you win the other games around it. However, given the current form, one win in nine in the league, is that a disappointing result for you? Uh, It's the first time I've not worked and been to a game as a fan, so I was hoping to really enjoy it. We looked fairly solid. McGoldrick up front for them was a bit of a live wire and held it up really well, but we could still be playing now, Jake, and we wouldn't have scored. So... But yeah, you, you look at that fixture and you think Derby County, home or away, you would take a point before the season. But even now, I'd take a point. I know we haven't been playing fantastically well, but yeah, I think it, it, I think it's a point. You take a point and uh, it wasn't a great performance. And, we, and as I said, we didn't look like scoring. But yeah, we'll we, we take a point from that. Absolutely. Thank you, Dean. We've also got our very own Pompey Live analyst and, of course, head coach of the Pompey women, Jay Sadler, joining us on the show this evening. Jay, thank you very much for checking in for this one. Absolute pleasure. So, again, back to uh, back to last Friday, rather. It was the early 
kickoff compared to the rest of the league one uh, fixtures last weekend nil nil with Derby County bit of a disappointing and a flat first half as Dean's alluded to not not the most entertaining of watches in front of the Sky cameras um, but the second half was was something to take some positives from Jay I know you were occupied elsewhere which we'll come to talk about later on um, in tonight's show but in regards to the performance of the result against Derby it's not the end of the world despite the fact of course that is still as I mentioned one win in the last nine in the league yeah, and I, I wasn't. Obviously, I was I was at the women's game, but I did record it. So as soon as I came home, I, I was able to catch up and watch it. Um, from a neutral. Yeah, from, well, yeah, just I was interested in it. I thought it was going to be a really interesting game. Obviously, two teams with different styles, two teams that, that are hungry to have hold of the ball, hungry to create opportunities. Um, sorry, that's the dog's <laughs> going up there. Um, he didn't enjoy the two, game. <laughs> two teams, yeah, that are just are hungry to get hold of the ball and and, and it didn't live up to the expectation that I was expecting. So much quality on the pitch, very limited quality in, in either box. Um, yes, second half, there was an improvement, um, but it's just about finding the ball in the back of the net. I know Dean alluded to it, really solid with the defensive structure, but now they need to find the right balance between attack and defence. And I've got to ask, Jay, it'd be rude not to now, your dog there, what's his name? It's Oakley. Oakley. Indeed. How old is Oakley? Cavachon. Cavachon. He's seven years of age and he's going mental because <laughs> I think the Amazon parcel has arrived. Uh... I don't know where it is, but they can put it in the post box. Lovely stuff. Um, anyway, off on a bit of a tangent. We had to ask. We had to ask. It'd be rude not to. OK, it is time now to hear from Danny Cowley. Max Swatton caught up with the gaffer after last week's nil-nil draw with Derby County. First asking if, despite the scoreline, there were positives to take from the game, particularly in the second half. Yeah, I think um, it was a really good performance against a very, very good Derby County team. I think, you know, you've only got to look at their their starting lineup and look at the... the the experience that some of their players have, Championship and Premier League experience. Um, I, I was really proud of the way that, that, that we played. I thought we um, we were in the ascendancy for, for large large periods of that game. Um, I think if we'd been critical, we lacked a little bit of quality in our, in our final action. We got to the final third, numerous occasions we stayed in. Um, we were able to, to, to dominate possession and territory but we didn't ask enough questions of the goalkeeper. And I think it's fair to criticise us for that, um, but certainly not in terms of the, the work ethic, the attitude and the desire of the group, because I thought that that was, that was excellent. And I think the, the, the Fratton Park respected that, and you could see that in the way that they um, applauded the players after the game. It keeps our unbeaten home run going. So what do we need to do to go that one step further next time? Well, like I just said, yeah, we, we just need a little bit more quality in our final action. I think we we got to really good areas um, time and time again. I thought Owen Dow had a, had a fantastic game, particularly first half. He, you know, we got so many crosses in the box. Um, just couldn't turn those crosses into, in, in, into goals, really. Um, I thought... You know, Marlon Pack, it was great to have him back. I thought Joe Mingi showed a real athleticism and energy. You know, he's playing against boys that have played in the Premier League and, and, and in the Championship in, in the middle of midfield, and he did not look out of place at all. Um, I thought the, the front two worked incredibly hard. Um, and, and, yeah, for me, you know, Zach Swanson, you know, just gets better by the game, which is brilliant. You have to remember, you know, we've got... We've got some some injuries as everybody knows and we've got people like Jay and Zach who a month ago hadn't started a football league game and now they're playing for Portsmouth for Fratton Park um, we know where we are in terms of squads you've only got to look at the 
the players that, that Derby can bring off the bench um, to to be able to to, to see where 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 we are with a with, with the top teams in this division. We don't have the the, the 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 same depth. That's just that's reality. You know, we have 12 of our group that are 21 and under that are still still finding their way at this football. Um, so so yeah, when we when we get one or two back from injury, we'll um, we'll be we'll be really competitive. Yeah, as you said there, Jay Mingy was the one change you made coming into the game. How do you think him and Marlon paired up together in the middle? Yeah, I thought they were excellent. I thought they were great. I thought, you know, Marlon was much better for the game that he had last Saturday. He's done incredibly well to come to turn that round um, in, in such a quick time. It's testament to his professionalism. And I thought Jay, yeah, he's just got a He's got a wonderful athleticism, hasn't he? When he drives forward with that ball, it's so frustrating. Probably four or five times we're on really good counters and they just they, they stop them with, with tactical fouls, which, you know, you, you, listen, you understand it's part of the game, but yeah, at the same time, incredibly frustrating. And maybe if we were able to get those, those, those counters off, then maybe we could have t- turned them into, in, into chances. Yeah, we didn't quite get that clear-cut chance, but defensively we're resilient as well, do you think? Yeah, I thought we were we were well organised against the ball today. Um, we learned a lot from last Saturday. We got we got, we got some bits wrong last Saturday. Um, we're too open um, today. Our, our defensive structure was much better, much more like us. I thought we were we we were compact against the ball. And like I said from the outset, you know they're a good team. You know if you finish above Derby County this year, you're gonna have a successful season. Let me tell you. So um, yeah, today you know we we always want to win here. And of course, but yeah, we're pleased with the performance up until probably the last action. Blues head coach Danny Cowley speaking to Max Swatton there after the stalemate with Derby at PO4 a week ago today. Dean Adams and Jay Sadler join us on the show this evening to just really summarise that game because we've got a plenty to talk about tonight. Um, Dean, still unbeaten at Fratton Park at Pompey this season. 0-0, it's not the most entertaining of matches. We took positives from that second half, unbeaten at home as we mentioned, but still, of course, one win in the last nine league matches. What positives, if any, did you take from that game? The positive is, as we said earlier, we looked pretty solid against a really good team and against a really experienced striker in David McGoldrick. That is the only positive, really. Well, you could say the other positive is we're still in the chasing pack. We're down to, what are we, seventh at the moment? So we're still in there, but we have to turn these draws into wins now. But we are when you look at the games, we're missing something at home. Is that I think that's five in a row we've drawn at home. We're missing some sort of creativity. Owendale, yes, he has his moments, but we're missing that. For me, when I watch these games, we're missing that Paul Merson type character that can really create something in the middle of the park and add a few goals to his game. We haven't got that at the moment, and we're just lacking a bit. There's there's no that that cutting edge just isn't there. Okay, Dean, thank you very much. Still plenty of time to get involved back home too. Don't forget, 81400 is our text number. Be sure to start those messages with the word express. You can email sport at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. It is time for a quick break now, but upon our return, we'll take a few moments to listen to the first interview with Pompey's new sporting director, who recently took on his new role, having been appointed earlier this month from Forest Green Rovers. 
He announces his ambition to help not only the first team, but the academy and women too, as well as praising the club's summer transfer business prior to his arrival. Seeing the likes of Michael Morrison and Marlon Pack come into this building and the standards they set and the way in which they work is a great example to the younger players, the people like Jay Mingy, Zach Swanson in the group, that can help them develop and, and it gives them a real signpost to the high standards that you need to achieve continued success in this game. We'll hear more from Richard Hughes in part two of tonight's show, so don't go anywhere. There's plenty more to come next. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Go by bus. Go greener with Stagecoach. Next stop, a cleaner, greener future. Did you know that if we all ditch the car and switch to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a Stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back to the second part of tonight's edition of the Football Hour here on Express FM. Driven to you, of course, by Stagecoach across the South. Download the app right now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store. Tonight, I'm joined alongside both Dean Adams and Jay Sadler to talk all things Pompey and, of course, England's World Cup game against the USA tonight as well. But first, let's hear from new sporting director Richard Hughes. Max Spotting caught up with him a few days ago and first asked what the role entails. So the sporting director role at this football club will be helping to first and foremost support Danny, Nicky and the rest of the coaching staff with the, with the operations and trying to help sure they can win games and be successful in the short term help out with the recruitment structures, sports science, medicine, uh, data analysis, performance analysis, and then probably on a wider perspective of the club, working with, with Greg and the academy and helping strengthen and forge those links from the academy to the first team and, and help tie together some of the good work that's been done at the club to make sure it's a, it's a really unified approach and it is one club. You've been here for around two to three weeks, as I said. What sort of things have you been able to do so far? The, the main thing that I've done so far and what's been really rewarding is to create some really good relationships with, with the existing staff and, and really get to the bottom of the ways in which they're working and then identify the areas that we can improve and we've made a few tweaks sort of medically and sports science with some of the work we've been doing and have conversations with the people about what they see as best practice and, and how we get better and how we, we make this club the best version that it can be. So spending time with people to get their ideas on what they'd like to improve, how they'd like to improve themselves has been, has been really worthwhile and now it's probably at a stage where we need to put that all into action and, and really drive and develop that forward. How have you found working with Danny and Nicky Cowley? It's been a real eye-opening experience. I don't think I've worked with uh, a coaching staff that's as diligent as we've got in place here. Um, they, they work every hour God sends that they can to try and be the best version of themselves. And, and from speaking to Danny, one of the big things he's, he's always led upon is try to be better than we were yesterday. And, and I think it's great that he says that because he embodies it and he believes it and they're, they're super diligent, they're, they've got great ideas on how they want the team to play and, and, and the standards that they want to set and also a real hard working and diligence in terms of being involved with recruitment and, and trying to be as involved as they can be in the football club. So it's been a brilliant experience and they're, they're incredibly hard working, humble, down to earth people that I'm sure we're going to have a really good relationship going forward. And you had a chance to meet the owners as well when they were over a couple of weeks ago. How did you find that? 
brilliant again um, like most of my experiences so far it was great to to be able to sit down and discuss in person their vision for the football club how I can help how Danny can help how the rest of the staff can help to drive that forward and and I think until you get into the building and, and spend some time with the individuals, you don't realise the level of investment that they've put in in terms of infrastructure and support that they're trying to give the football club. So seeing that has been huge for me personally to be, see that, that they're desperate for this club to do well and they're, they're really great owners to work for. We, we got a chance to have a good chat about recruitment and, and where we go forward in the, the January transfer window and the summer beyond that. So really good to meet them face to face. Um, and, and good to get their experiences on, on where we need to improve and where we can drive forward. Just to delve into your career a little bit, you had League 2 success with Forest Green last season. So what did you learn in that campaign? I learned a, a lot of, around people and individuals and how they react to different situations and, and also how, how a club can achieve success by having that collective spirit and, a, and an identity of what they want to be known as and the way they want to work. And, and that was a great experience for me personally, share that with a lot of good individuals at the football club there. And also to learn a lot of good experiences of best practice and some of the work we did with the, with the sports science department last year and how we can port those ideas across into, the, into this football club and, and help it to continue to achieve success. What do you make of the squad that Danny and the recruitment team have assembled over the summer? Danny, Nicky, Phil, all the coaching staff, they've worked really diligently through the summer and put together a, a really strong core of players and I think some of the work that's gone on has been excellent to get some good players into the building. They've, they've used the loan market really well to, to help bolster the squad and also brought in some players with good experience at the level and even experience above it and, and seeing the likes of Michael Morrison and Marlon Pack come into this building and the standards they set and the the way in which they work is is a great example to the younger players, the people like Jay Mingy, Zach Swanson in the group, that can help them develop and, and it gives them a real signpost to the, the high standards that you need to achieve continued success in this game. So there was a lot of really good work going on with, with both the players and the actual individuals that were brought into the football club. The club purchased the training facility last year as well and also took on the Pompey Health and Fitness Club too. How exciting is it to see the work going on here and how will that improve the football department of the club, the men's team, the women's team and the academy as well? It's going to be a major asset to the football club to have a, an elite training facility and I think that's with the vision of the owners that they want to put that in place and it'll be, it'll be a real valuable asset that we've got somewhere where all the teams can base themselves out of and, and have elite facilities and elite gym we can have a nice theatre so the boys can do their analysis work and everyone can have a nice environment that they feel really proud of to come and work here and also it, it's great to be in a situation where we know the work's going ahead there's there's already a lot of stuff going on and to see those building blocks being in place now is great and and the sooner the work's done the better that we can all move into this wonderful building and it'll really help to drive the club forward and just to touch on the academy and the women's team what sort of work will you be doing with them Helping support them, um, first and foremost, I've spent time with Greg in the academy and uh, had a couple of conversations with Jay at the women's team and there's, there's loads of really good work going on and I think my role now as Sporting Director of Portsmouth is to, to offer my support, my time, the bits and pieces that I can help them with and get an understanding of the challenges they face and how we can help drive all facets of the football club forward and we want the women's team to be successful, we want the academy to help provide players for the first team and be successful in its own right. And I think my responsibility for this football club is to help bring all those bits together so everyone can achieve success. And just finally, to look forward, what are your aims for this role? 
I think Danny captured it well as be better than we were yesterday and, and my role is to make sure that year upon year we build upon success and we make sure that we're, we're operating at a standard that's as best we can be in every department and we can, we can make sure we're working in the best way with the resources we've got to help us all be successful as a football club and share those ideas across, across the wider organisation to make sure it is the, the one organisation that we all want that's achieving success both on and off the pitch. We just heard there from new sporting director Richard Hughes giving his first interview with the club following his recent arrival from Forest Green Rovers. Jay Sadler and Dean Adams join us on the Football Hour tonight. Um, Jay, the arrival of Richard Hughes as sporting director from Forest Green Rovers, it it took a while. We knew that during the summer, Andy Cullen, the backroom staff at Portsmouth Football Club, they were hoping to get someone over the line. It took a bit of time and a lot of that did come down really basically to a lot of the media leaks um, sort of getting in the way of that. But Richard Hughes is now at Portsmouth. Is it the kind of... Um, not necessarily in terms of personnel. I'm not going to go into who Richard Hughes is too much, but in, in in terms of, you know, the appointment of the actual position, is that something you believe that, that Pompey were really requiring in order to take that step up into the championship? Yeah, definitely, and it it kind of takes away a lot of the, um, you could you could argue the stress um, of uh, and and time workload um, off the Cowleys and and off everyone else and and essentially synergise the football club. It enables all the top roles within the football club to synergise and, and have a, an outcome and, and work together and work more efficiently um, in order to gain productivity and, and to gain success. Um, so I think it was a role in which they, they obviously had highlighted. They know they needed it. And, and now it's just the case of giving it time for it to work. And Richard Hughes also talks about interview, Dean, about the diligence and the work ethic of the Cowleys um, since his arrival over the last kind of fortnight or so. Really impressed with the way that they command themselves, both on the touchline and in training as well. Is this the kind of relationship you can see really developing into something pretty useful for Pompey? Yeah, I think it was definitely needed, that appointment. Uh, whoever came into that position, it's someone with the knowledge and the experience of the lower sort of levels. Danny's obviously earmarked a person to come in to help him and Jay knows exactly what it's like me and Jay spoke a few weeks ago at Fraser Park about when your manager's side you're coaching the side and also the things on top that people don't always see and you've got your recruitment and Jay know what Jay know what uh, knows what it's like so Danny's going to have that person who's looking at all these different sections and that can take the lead in those and let Danny focus on the management and the coaching of the team so yeah this it's important for this level and it's an important step in the right direction. Mm. Richard also mentions, Jay, that it's not until you walk through the door of the football club that you can see the investment and the desire that the owners are putting into Pompey to actually progress this football club. Not a lot of that you can see, as as Richard suggests, uh, from an outsider point of view. As someone who, you know, you take regular training sessions with, with Danny Cowley, you're involved um, within the training ground routines from time to time too. You're at the club, certainly more than myself, Dean, and, and certainly everyone listening back home are. Can you see what Richard is talking about there? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Even even from a women's team point of view. Um, but everything that's going on behind the scenes, there's a lot of hard work. There's a lot of things that are being put in place. And soon the rewards of that will be seen. But again, it, it comes down to patience and it comes down to per- perseverance within. It's not that old cliche. The old saying of Rome wasn't built in a day is so true. Um, but for those that people can see what they're doing. Um, that's exactly what's happening 
behind closed doors. Um, as as Dean alluded to, this this is a an appointment to to try and alleviate the pressure um, and to synergise the football club. So there's a lot more time being spent efficiently um, at the right things. And uh, you, you briefly mentioned it in that interview as well, Jay, that Richard Hughes has spoken uh, to yourself, to Danny Carling, to the owners as well, but he's spoken to yourself. You've had some conversations. How will you guys be working together to ensure that more support is given to the women's team following his appointment? Yeah, we've had a couple of really good discussions. I'm meeting up for a coffee next week um, so we can go into a little bit more detail in regards to what that support looks like. Um, he's got a proven track record when he supported Forest Green Rovers women's team, whether that was from a commercial or marketing point of view. But also, as I keep talking about, it's how you you got every football club has backroom staff. They have loads of different departments and facets. And it's how you turn that into an interdisciplinary team, a team that can work together, that can support each other, that can overlap, not separate departments where you've got the analytical team, you've got and the medical team, you've got human performance team, you've got the football operation. It's how you can bring them all together in order to achieve the best outcome. And, and I'm interested in, in listening to his methods. I'm interested to to asking him the question of how we did that at Forest Green and, and what we can do at our level with the women's team to ensure that we can be as successful and, and to work um, as, as close together as possible, as I say, to, to be successful, to gain to gain um, positive outcomes, um, not only on the pitch, but off it too. Yeah, of course, it's uh, FA Cup this weekend for the men, but also uh, the women as well. Round two of the Vitality Women's FA Cup on Sunday. Uh, the Pompey women, they're at home to Bowers and Pitsy at Wesley Park. That's a two o'clock kickoff on Sunday afternoon. Adults can go for £4. Seniors 65 and over can go for £2. And juniors for just a quid. Uh, so FA Cup weekend, Jay, always an exciting time. Of course, Pompey against MK Dons on Saturday for the men's side, but for women in action on Sunday against Pat Bowers and Pitsy. First of all, excitement because it's FA Cup weekend. That always brings um, a certain level of excitement, but also a chance to progress to round three. Yeah, and as you said there, you alluded to it. It's just that that tradition of the FA Cup. I love it. Whether it's men's, whether it's women's, the FA Cup is special. It really is special. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we're going to obviously be up for Atten Park, joining the, the the Express team there, and, and then following on from that, another big game for us. And yeah, another opportunity. We, we keep talking about wanting to go on an FA Cup run. And not only does it generate excitement, but but for this season, um, it generates income. The finances have, have been lifted and they're up tenfold, which is fantastic. But in order to go on a run, you need to win the next game. And the most important game for us is the, the game in front of us, regardless of, of what league Bauer and Pitsy are in and what their previous performance was like against Luton Town. It's, it's a one-off game and, and anything can happen. Thank you, Jay. OK, moving on now. And there has been one more Blues game since our last episode of the Football Hour. Danny Cowley's side travelled to Portman Road in midweek to take on Ipswich Town of the round of 32 of the Papa John's Trophy. Here's what went down in Suffolk. Everything we do is passionately pompy. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shooting scores! 90 minutes of passionately pompy commentary. He this is... You wouldn't believe it! Pompey Live. Players making their way out onto the pitch here at Portman Road. This 
fine, fine stadium. Danger here for Ipswich. Harness trying to get the shot away. Harness being closed down, laying it off to the edge of the penalty area. Forcing to the far post. Great delivery. Holloway Amy with a great save. Lee coming in at the far post. He was onside. Maybe he should do better, but Holloway Amy saves. As Morphy lays it off to the left. Ipswich on the attack. Lee lays it back into the box. There's an opportunity there if they can get a shot away. Ogilvy trying to block it off. Still there. Shot deflects up into the air. Loose. And then the header is considered a foul and it's a free kick back to lee lee's gonna whip it in decent looking cross and it's well wide from camera and he'll just sneaking in between the defenders will feel he should do better there and he puts his head in his hands nil nil now ipswich go over the top and they find jackson he's forced wide by morrison just inside the penalty area shooting opportunity shot is just over the bar Six shots to Pompey's one, but Pompey suddenly have a counter-attack here, and Dale is breaking forward, and if Dale can skip one challenge, he's got a charge left, but it's shot straight at the keeper. And then Pompey win it, and there's a counter-attack on here, and Dale's breaking forward, he's got Scarlett in the middle, he's got to look for him, surely. Dale coming again, and the loose ball will find Scarlett edge of the penalty area because of a slip, still there for Pompey. Scarlett left, but it's shot, and it's for the net! And Dane Scarlett has got his goal, a left foot is right from the edge of the area, a bit of fortune in how the ball found its way to him. But what a good finish when it did. Ipswich nil, Portsmouth one. And Hackett's won the ball for Pompey. And there's another chance breaking forward. If Hackett can square it, Dale's away. Chance for Dale. Owen Dale! Great save from Halaki. And Ipswich are going to hack it away. And Dale puts his head in his hands. It was a great chance for two. Freeman, he's got an option down the line. And he finds Hackett. What can Hackett deliver from here? Chip to the far post. Good delivery. Morrison's forward. Header across goal. And it's on to the roof of the net. Ipswich ball into Pompey's penalty area. Pompey with the first header, not cleared away. Still loose in the six-yard box. And Freeman decides to clear over his own crossbar for a corner kick. As they drive forward with Edmondson, laid off for the right. Burns his cross, loose in the six-yard box and put behind by Morrison for another corner. Still 1-0 to Pompey. Fans want a free kick, they won't get one. They might for that foul from Dale, they don't. And Karoma is off. And Halaki's come miles out of his goal. And Karoma's beaten him to it. And there's an open goal. But Karoma can't get the shot away. And it's which will be able to clear it away. Low, it bounced off off a defender. Can Pompey get it clear? Still there in the box. Vincent Young, he's got time and space. He's going to get a shot away unless Pompey can get a block in. He's still going. A oh, wonderful from Swanson. Committed defending. Puts a right leg out. Great block. 1-0. Hume's alert to the run, but he's not dealt with it. Burns goes down. No penalty. And Ipswich can't believe it. Goal kick. Pompey played this correctly. Oh, chance for Swanson. Swanson to end the game. Pompey are going to round three. Zach Swanson stroked it past the goalkeeper. There was a Pompey counter-attack to be had. Full-time at Portman Road. Ipswich nil, Portsmouth two. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. That is how Pompey sealed their place in the last 16 of the Papa John's Trophy. The draw for the next stage was completed yesterday afternoon, so we already know who the opponents will be for the next round. And it is League 2 promotion chasers Stevenage who will make the journey down to PO4 on the week commencing the 12th of December, likely to be Tuesday the 13th, but a confirmed date will be revealed by both clubs in due course. So... Just to confirm, Pompey have been drawn at home to Stevenage in the next round of the Papa John's Trophy. Just three wins away from Wembley. Could a return be on the cards? OK, let's get some reaction to Tuesday night then. Max Swatton spoke to the man who sealed the win for the Blues at Portman Road, Zach Swanson. Well, Zach, a goal-scoring midfielder now. Just talk us through your goal, first of all. Yeah, no, um, broke, broke like the... Uh... 
late in the game and I think I, I see the run, I see JK was going to get there first and obviously it was a burst from midfield and happy to score, yeah. It's his second professional goal, does that feeling of scoring get any better? Oh, of course, <laughs> I love to score but obviously sometimes that's not my job and I think we've got good goal scorers in the team but I think obviously I'm, all, I'm always happy to score and happy to contribute to the team. Obviously you're on the bench, you started on the bench and you saw a lot of the game from the bench so what was it like to, to come into? Yeah, it was it was a cagey affair, and I think like we, the first 30 minutes was probably a bit under it. But I think we, we won the ball back a lot. We created a lot of chances. So I think I think coming on we had to we had to shore it up and we had to bring freshness into the team. And I think I think we did that when we all come on. And you came on and you played in midfield with Ryan Tullercliffe. How was that? Have you is that something you've done before? Is it something you enjoy? Yeah, I've played I've played a bit there before. It's probably sometimes I actually enjoy playing there. And I think it is good. Like playing coming with Tunny, Tunny makes it easier. So it, it is good. Yeah. And this is a very tough place to come, as you, as you said earlier. How big of a victory is this for Pompey? Yeah, no, it's, it's a big victory for us. We, want, we wanted to progress in this competition. We want to get to Wembley. So, and Portman Road's a tough place to come. We've come here and done well. So we're really enjoying it. And how important is it to take momentum from this victory into, into the rest of our league campaign and on, into Saturday as well um, as we take on MK Dons in the FA Cup? Yeah, it's another cup tie. And I think, I think we want to progress in that one as well. And hopefully that the win, the win gives us a bit, a bit more form and a bit more a bit more edge to win more games. We've drawn a few recently and I think we, we want to win games and we want to pick up the points. Makeshift midfielder Zach Swanson there speaking to the club's media team following the final whistle at Portman Road in midweek. The three of us here will be talking in detail about Zach Swanson as well as tonight's World Cup game between England and the USA and tomorrow's visit of NK Dons to Fratton Park in the FA Cup when the Football Hour returns after a short break. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, or just enjoying late night bus rides, from 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a night rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your night rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and welcome back for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM. Supported this season by Stagecoach Across the South, getting you through Hampshire and across the South Coast with a minimum of fuss. It is FA Cup weekend this weekend and Pompey are back in action at PO4 as well. Milton Keynes are the opponents for tomorrow's second round tie. Now with more on Liam Manning's League One strugglers is Mason Jordan. The Blues sealed their spots in the last 16 of the Papa John's Trophy with a victory away at Ipswich on Tuesday night. But this weekend, attention turns to the FA Cup second round and the visit of MK Dons to Fratton Park. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Danny Cowley's side go into this cup tie off the back of just one league win in nine and to goal a straw with Derby County last Friday before defeating the Tractor Boys in midweek. A reminder that victory for either Pompey at PO4 or Fleetwood at Ebbsfleet on Sunday will mean the Blues' league trip up to the Fald Coast on January the 7th would be rearranged to midweek later in the season to accommodate for the third round of the FA Cup. Here's a bigger insight into this week's opponents, MK Dons. Manager. When Liam Manning was appointed to succeed Russell Martin in the dugout at Stadium MK last August, the now 37-year-old adopted the title of head coach, the first in the club's 
18-year history. The former West Ham United under-23s and Lommel Sport Kring's boss worked as an academy coach at Ipswich during the early stages of his coaching career before joining the Hammers in 2015. Manning left East London in 2019 to take up an employment opportunity within the City Football Group, initially as Director of Coaching at Major League Soccer Club New York City FC, before progressing to the role of Academy Director. He stuck with the City Football Group when leaving the States and returning to Europe in July of 2020, becoming head coach of Belgium first team division outfit Lommel, who he guided from the bottom of the division to third place by the end of 2020 and 21 season. Since joining MK, Manning has overseen 80 competitive games in charge, winning 40 of those and therefore accumulating a win percentage of 50%. One to watch. 19-year-old Louis Barry is currently on low MK from Premier League side Aston Villa, who acquired the teenager from the Liga Giants Barcelona in 2020. Barry had moved to Barca a year prior, having spent a decade coming through the youth ranks at West Brom, initially signing a three-year contract in Spain. His time there lasted just six months, however, moving to Villa Park in January of 2020 for a fee of £800,000. Although his time with Barcelona was rather short-lived, he did make some sort of history, becoming the first-ever English player to join the famous La Masia. Barry made 10 competitive appearances for the under-19, scoring on his debut in a 6-0 win over Club Deportivo Ebro. The Dons' number 19, who has also enjoyed spells on loan at Ipswich and Swindon since returning to England, has so far made 22 appearances in all competitions this term, scoring once and claiming three assists in League One. Top scorer. Northern Irish forward Will Grigg returned to play for MK Dons in the summer, having previously represented the club on loan from Brentford during the 14-15 season. Grigg, now 31, rose to fame whilst at Stadium MK that campaign, having found the back of the net in 20 of his 44 appearances, earning him a permanent move from Brentford to Wigan Athletic following the conclusion of that season. Since then, the striker who had the hit 90s anthem Freed from Desire made into a chant about him has played for Sunderland and Rotherham United, failing to make as much of a mark as he did at Wigan as his first stint at MK. Since it's Griggs' third spell in Buckinghamshire, having been sent back on loan to the club from Sunderland for the second half of 2021 season, managing eight goals in 20. Nowadays, he wears the number nine shirt and since rejoining the club in the summer, has netted five league goals and seven in all competitions. Current form. MK have seriously struggled to reach the same heights as last term, where they recorded 89 points in League One, falling just one point short of the automatic promotion places to the championship with Wigan and Rotherham United promoted instead and MK failing to find a way up through the playoffs. This season, Liam Manning's side have managed just four league wins from the opening 18 matches, accruing only 14 points and therefore occupying 21st position. That's a place in the League One relegation zone. Whilst MK have won three of their last five matches, none of those have come in the league, losing those two games to Derby County and Barnsley, respectively. They have, however, progressed to round four of the Carabao Cup with victory over Morecambe and the last 16 of the Papa John's Trophy, having beaten Newport County by three goals to one on Tuesday night. 
To reach this stage of the FA Cup, MK saw off National League side Taunton by six goals to nil on home soil, claiming the biggest win of the first round. Who shall progress to round three of this season's FA Cup? Will it be Portsmouth or MK Dons? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. There we have a closer look into tomorrow's FA Cup second round opponents, Milton Keynes at Fratton Park. Um, Dean Adams joins us on the show, of course, Jay Sadler as well. But Dean, tomorrow it is the FA Cup second round, a chance for Pompey to reach the third round stage. We've had some decent runs in this competition, as we know, over the last few years. We've had QPR away, Norwich away. But is it time, is it high time for the Blues to you know, get to round three and finally draw a big, big team? Your Liverpool, your Arsenal, your Manchester United. Oh, it'd be great to have Liverpool or Man United, the Tottenham's at home or away, to be honest. Wouldn't it be mm. absolutely fantastic? To have one of those big Premier League teams at Fratton Park with the stadium rocking, that'd be, that's my preference. That'd be absolutely magic. But we've got an MK Don side who are, what, fourth from bottom in League One, mm. not having the best of seasons. They've got a decent squad, though. I In my football bets, I did predict they would be up in the top sort of three or four at the, start, at the end of the season. So they've underperformed this season, but the league table does go out the window with the FA Cup. And this will be a tough game, a really, really tough game. And every player has to be on it. We've got to be really up for this one. And if we can do that, we will be in the next round, which would be absolutely fantastic. Mm. And speaking of players that are on it at the moment, Dean, we heard before the break about Zach Swanson, his goal on Tuesday night to silver victory over Ipswich and Papa John's Trophy. He actually played in midfield and was a bit of a makeshift uh, formation from Danny Cowley, free at the back, Zach Swanson in midfield. But he got the goal, another great performance from him, really filling in the boots of Joe Rafferty, usually, of course, on the right-back position, P- potentially and, and, and most likely a chance again for him tomorrow, Dean, to be playing against MK Dons and another chance to show Danny Cowley and the Pompey fans how well he is starting to progress this season. Yeah, I think we heard in the week that Danny Cowley's, uh, I think pre-season-wise, he earmarked Zach Swanson for a, lo- for a loan spell this season, <laughs> which was a little bit of a surprise because he was seen as the backup to Rafferty. Rafferty's come in, Rafferty's been really solid. He's had an excellent start to the season. Unfortunately, he's out injured and Zach's come in and he's taken his chance. And he looks a real live wire down that that right-hand side. And I think he's he's there now. He's got the shirt. And I think it's now for Joe Rafferty to fight for the shirt back off of him. Because in my eyes, Zach is right up there with Rafferty in, in terms of fighting for that shirt. So Zach won't be going anywhere on loan this season. He's here to stay. And he's he's been excellent. And he's really, game by game, he's really progressed. And he is one of our good outlets on that right-hand side. And he has been chipping in with a goal or two. So, yeah, onwards and upwards for Zach. Great signing. Indeed, indeed. Of course, Marlon Pack, he did not feature at Portman Road on Tuesday, but fear not, Pompey fans, Danny Cowley did reveal after the game he was purely rested, so we can expect to see Marlon Pack back in a blue shirt for tomorrow's game against the MK Dons at Fratton Park. And a reminder, if either Pompey win or Fleetwood win on Sunday, if either of those two teams win, or of course both of them, the game away to Fleetwood for Pompey in the league on Saturday the 7th of January will be rearranged. That is the third round weekend of the competition, so that will have to be moved. Fleetwood away on a Tuesday night. Oh well. Oh well. (laughs) That is of course if both Pompey and Fleetwood progress to round three of the competition. Okay, Pompey Live is back tomorrow afternoon for the visit of Milton Keynes to Fratton Park in the second round of the FA Cup. You can join myself, Robbie James and Jay Sadler live from PO4 from two o'clock. All the unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. Pompey are through to the last 16 of the EFL Trophy thanks to a 2-0 away win at Ipswich Town. Pompey played this correctly. Pochance for Swanson. Swanson to end the game! Pompey! 
The Blues' attention now turns to the second round of the FA Cup as they host fellow League One side MK Dons. Join us for all of the unmissable action Saturday from 2. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. But first, but first, there is a big, big game tonight in the World Cup. England back in action uh, for another group stage game. A fantastic win on Monday night in Qatar and the first group stage game of the competition. 6-2 victors over Iran and tonight they face the United States of America. Wales, of course, await England in the final group stage game on Tuesday evening. But first, to get past the USA tonight, lads, um, England's, of course, a fantastic win on Tuesday, as we've just mentioned there, Jay. And tonight, a fantastic um, opportunity to make that six points in the table and to take one step closer to the knockout stages of the World Cup. First of all, going back to Monday, what a performance. Yeah, it was a fantastic performance. Um, I think... The start in eleven was questioned, um, and I think you could you could understand why the the selection was made. We had we had pace in in wide areas, Kane dropping in, combining. Um, I thought I know we tweeted about it, but I thought Jude Bellingham was a star boy, mm. unbelievable performance at just nineteen years of age. But it just felt like everything worked. All the cogs within the system they worked. There was no ego, no individual. It was a proper team performance. And yes, you could argue and, and a critic would say we've conceded two goals against Iran. But what we've all asked for is this England team to have the shackles taken off them, to go out and play this free-flowing, fluid, high-octane football. And for large periods of the game, they did it and definitely warranted the, the performance and, and the result. And you can only beat what's in front of you. So it doesn't matter who you're playing, as you quite rightfully allude to there, Jay. It may be Iran, but still six goals for England in a World Cup game. Absolutely fantastic. Spain had to go one better, of course, beat Costa Rica by seven goals to nil um, on, that was on Wednesday evening, wasn't it? I keep getting mixed Yesterday, up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's so many games. There's four games a day, which is absolutely incredible. But yes, yeah, seven nil uh, Spain against Costa Rica. Uh, great result for them. But back to, back to England, uh, Dean, of course. Harry Kane, despite scoring six goals England on Monday night, Harry Kane was not involved in scoring any of them. Was Bukayo Saka, Jack Grealish, Marcus Rashford, Jude Bellingham, just four of the goal scorers from Monday night. But Harry Kane, he had a scan on his ankle in the week that threw up a bit of a, a nightmare scenario for Gareth, Gareth Southgate, a bit of a concern for England fans. But fortunately, that scan has come up clear. And despite not scoring on Monday, Dean, it would have been an absolutely disastrous um, scenario for England to find themselves in without their captain Harry Kane available for tonight. Yeah, he's so critical. I watched the... Uh the Germany game at Wembley a couple of months ago and the way he drops deep and holds the ball up and has his flick on it allows all those wide players to get forwards and our attacking threat is absolutely immense so yeah like you said to score six goals and Harry Kane to not be involved yeah, I think he got one assist didn't he but for him to not score was absolutely incredible and it shows the strength in depth but you take Harry Kane out of the side I do worry how you replace him uh, I think he's that important to the team. And it is, as, as in this World Cup, it's about scoring more goals than we concede. And I'm not bothered by conceding two goals against Iran. The fact we scored six is an absolute fantastic start for England. Dean, I'm going to have to push you for a score prediction. England, USA, kick-off in just a few moments' time. What are you going for? 3-0 England. 3-0 England, love it. Dean, thank you very much for joining us on the show tonight. It's been a pleasure as always. 
Yeah, as always, Jake. Thank you. Jay Sadler, Pompey Women's Boss. You'll be joining us back on Pompey Live tomorrow afternoon from two. But first of all, score prediction, England, USA. What are you going for? Are England going to get their sixth point on the table and progress to the next stage of the competition? Yeah, I think it'll be 4-0. I think similar to Dean, I think we've got too much attacking threat. Let the shackles go off. And although America did well in the first half against mm. Wales, there was definitely susceptible um, defensively. So, so hopefully another positive performance and, and win. Thank you very much, Jay. It's been a pleasure as always. We'll speak to you tomorrow afternoon. Thank you for calling in tonight. Pleasure. See you tomorrow. Okay, thank you to both Dean and Jay for calling in for tonight's show. Thank you for those listening from back home as well. Pompey back in action tomorrow afternoon from 3 o'clock in the FA Cup. Pompey Live returns from 2pm. But first, a crucial, crucial World Cup game. Can the three Lions back up their 6-2 victory over Iran on Monday evening? Can they get point number six on the board and take one step closer to the knockout stages of this year's World Cup? Kickoff is in just a few moments' time. Thank you for listening. Well, some of the crowd are on the pitch. Got to hold and give.